2: Hello, and welcome back to the Chronicles of Nannia. This is your host, Martha Tyler. This week's episode is a continuation of last week's Babysitter's Club Part 1 episode. So if you have not listened to that, I do encourage you to go back and listen to Part 1 before listening to Part 2. And enjoy the episode. Okay, great. So Dawn and the Impossible (sighs) 3. That mother. <laughs> I know. Not oh. mother. Like
0: bounding between like Ooh. feeling really bad for her. And again, Dawn being such a mature person, she's going through a divorce. Of course, she's overwhelmed. She's got yeah. these three kids, she's barely holding together. Re- like and then tocking like, oh my god, this woman is so incredibly irresponsible, knows exactly what she's doing, and she's taking advantage of a 13-year-old. Yes. Yeah. Not, cool. Mm. Not, mm.
1: Cool,
0: Mom. not cool. Not cool, not cool, not cool. Not cool.
2: Yeah, and I did, I loved that because I have often been the dawn of, like, mm-hmm. being like, I understand the circumstances around this, I understand why they're behaving this way, and then having to learn kind of the hard way that, uh, that understanding the circumstances does not excuse
1: right, right she, yeah donna elementary middle school like yeah she, yeah it's just asleep yes <laughs> As
2: yes oh, she shouldn't be oh, falling no. asleep over frog dissection i was like I, I get why you picked that but i do not think you would fall asleep during that class no
0: it smells real bad yeah. oh, <laughs> God. No? Also, no like did you guys i didn't do a frog dissection until i was like High school. yeah, yeah. Like when I did AP bio, anything. I or like maybe like, but bi- like, uh, babe, not baby bio, but like intro bio, I like, I think it did like maybe a worm or something, but like, oh, yeah, the bigger animals was when I was like in AP in bio,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, we did a whole pig in uh-huh. eighth grade, mm-hmm. oh, wow, <laughs> what? yeah, no, yeah. Way.
2: So
1: I don't agree.
0: think that's why it was
2: gross. I, yeah.
0: got
1: okay,
2: I didn't do it, junior,
0: I was you,
2: you didn't, didn't do, do it at, at all what you never did it Kate? oh no i
3: i didn't dissect anything until freshman year in biology and we did like a starfish oh, and I like a starfish.
0: I, That's I, we cool. may have
3: done a frog but i don't think we did but i did i took anatomy and we dissected a pig yeah,
1: yeah. i did a pig in high school yeah yeah animals.
0: like late high
1: school wow okay, yeah a i was small. like a junior
0: See, you're such a stacy, so sophisticated. Um, <laughs> My whatever whatever
2: year we did it, which I think was freshman year, uh the senior prank was to steal all the rats and put them in the ceiling. We were supposed to do rats. So then like last minute, <laughs> um, I know, it was I just like <laughs> I was like that's no. a rat prank um so at the last because I was like it punishes us so they like gathered from other schools just like this random assortment of like animals that we could dissect and one of them was a starfish and I was like I'm doing a starfish that sounds great there's not bones in there um and it was really boring <laughs> it was like dissecting a sponge because it it's, is kind of technically. A except
1: sponge. that aren't they? They're radial, so like every part is the same, right? Yes. Yeah.
2: That was That's cool. cool.
3: You, there's was, really not no much in, in there. You would.
2: Yeah, there's not much in there. It felt like. <laughs> you would. You would. Bad. <laughs> it felt like dissecting a sponge. But then in middle school, I went to a really, really hippie middle school. It was Montessori. It was called Nature's Way. And we did watch a dog get spayed at mi- during middle school like they brought okay. in a
0: dog and then one
2: of the moms you all have
0: lived some lives because what? like <laughs> never would have flown oh my gosh spayed a dog in front of us in our common room. that race. was
1: like they needed an anatomy lesson and they're like anybody got anything going on they're like i need to get my dog spayed you want to <laughs> do that live
2: It was one of, it was one of the kids' moms, Karthiputikar's mom did it, and she was a vet, and she was like, I gotta spay this dog. I can do it in your room.
3: (laughs) Why not? In front of a live audience? In front of a live
2: audience.
0: And they did, like, give us an out or whatever, but I was like, this is wild. Um, That wouldn't happen in school's present day for 500 Alex. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know. But yeah, okay, back to the episode. I
2: <laughs> I loved also that the dad was very responsible. Um, and I loved that he came right in with empathy of like, that must have been really scary for you to not know where he was. I'm so sorry if I had known I would have handled it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's a really, um, like a, a small way of, of tipping the hat to like custody things, that the mm-hmm. mom is not always the always. best choice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that defaulting to the mom for care is yeah. not okay. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's complicated and I get that, but that is true that the mom is not always the most caring choice mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. in the best interest of the child or yeah. the
1: child. Uh,
0: Christy's like kind of dad arc was also very interesting in this episode, I also really loved how, when she, like, Don, like, screamed to get her attention, like, it's, like, the grilled cheese, it's, it's not about the cheese, what do you, it. like, what's it about? You me that. <laughs> um, you so, me that. I, you know, that, I'm, that is, like, incredibly difficult, like, family dynamics can make children act out for, a, for even reasons that maybe that, like, they can't articulate, or maybe that they don't understand. I think that was actually, like, very incredibly brave of Christy that she confided in her friend about it, that she would, had enough introspection to be like, why is everyone's dad like, and it was the language she used. They're like dying to hang out with them. It's not even that their their dads are present. Are there, it's, the, yeah. it's the want, like the want is missing from yeah. my dad. And like, no, no yeah. he's not around, but like plenty of people's like parents aren't like really there. So mm-hmm. I thought that those were like really great and interesting choices that the, yeah. that the writers and directors. Yeah.
1: And what great therapy to like punch the crap out of bags of chips
0: yes didn't even have to clean it up because the mom is so clueless she wouldn't even notice <laughs> that's what I you, was got. Like, you should probably clean it up
1: though because you know they the did you know work. they did yeah
0: yeah, they do. Also, she was punching like Doritos. Doritos are expensive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can <still> eat them. <laughs> oh, now Doritos you can are just expensive. Nice. Sprinkle them on top of something. Get some elotes I, and roll I'm it. Not,
0: I'm literally not going to lie. That is literally what I thought when she I was like, no, not the Doritos. They're so expensive. That big make up a bag. Dorito
2: covered. <laughs> Uh, baked chicken fingers is very good. On top of that oh. I was like
3: Yum. honestly, you'll probably be good on top of that pizza the mom brings home
2: every
1: day. Yes. See?
2: Yes. Yeah, there is a lot of pizza in this. But that's uh, childish. I'm yes. not mad
1: about it.
0: <laughs>
2: Either. I love pizza. Me too. Ooh, um but I also loved that message of like the tantrum isn't about
0: it's about something else yeah. yeah
2: almost always about something else behavior
0: yeah. always has a reason no behavior like comes out of nowhere or doesn't happen it's always attached to some sort of meaning yep and
2: our job as caregivers is to trace that meaning. That out. Yeah,
0: yes. help them
2: out. Help them out. Um, and I, I did, I really loved that. And I have my own dad stuff that I definitely saw there. And I was like crying a lot. Mm. And it was beautiful. Like it was beautiful to see that kind of story represented in such a respectful and grounded mm. way of like, it's not like a deadbeat dad, it's like, right. I mean, or maybe he is, but like, I love that the dad isn't the point. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that that character, like, isn't the point. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: it's Christie's life uh, that's the point. And I I really loved that a lot. Um, And I also, there was though, when they showed the cleaned house, I was just like, that's unrealistic expectations.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, Don, but then she, but just then she even trying mentioned so that, hard. that like once she did clean it, the right. mom was expecting that every time. So that was like also a great thing, because that happens. But job Creep, got an episode about it, I'm pretty sure. If I don't, I'll make one.
2: <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I do. Huh. I have too many now um, to remember them all, but I'm pretty sure I have one about Job Creep. Um, yeah, okay, Claudia and me Janine.
0: I really loved this episode too, because I, what I also appreciated is that like, you got to see a different side of Janine. You also got a history lesson. Um, I thought it illustrated, there are multiple ways to be close and to bond Mm -hmm. with someone. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm also like, I'm very like, I'm from a really big family and we're all like very, very close. And I grew up like seeing my grandparents, they didn't live with us, but I saw both sides multiple times per week, so there were and still are, like, really big fixtures in my life, so I really liked seeing a family with that, like, similar and the kind of dynamic, mm-hmm. um, although, I mean, like, hats off to Janine, good God, how old is she, and she has all of that knowledge? I know. My goodness, the woman's a machine. She is. Um, She just looks stuff up all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then corrects the grammar yeah. for it. <laughs> there, were so, there were so many things about this episode that I thought were, like, really well done and that, like, I loved. Oh, my gosh. I love so many things. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, uh, yeah, I loved that they brought up the Japanese internment camps mm-hmm. um, and and put, like, empathy behind it, too, mm-hmm. of, um, like, you love Mimi by that point. You know what I mean? And not to say that you need to love a character to have empathy for them, but I do think that that's one of our most powerful tools. Mm
1: -hmm. Because Um, she was Claudia's, like, safe haven, and she's, you know, Claudia felt the most around her, and Mimi understood her, Mm -hmm. and she didn't get that from her parents or from Janine, so then as soon as that happens, and she can't communicate with her grandmother anymore, like... Mm -hmm.
0: So it was, it was a very like subtle, like kind of thing and theme, but I'm getting like my English, teaching English as a second language endorsement right now. So like language and communication is like really on the brain, but something that was really interesting is that Janine speaks Japanese, Mm -hmm. but Claudia does does not. Mm -hmm. And Claudia was like, well, like I live in America and like mom and dad, like don't speak Japanese in the house. And like, uh, grandma was also born here too. You know what I mean? Like kind of just not a lost language but that's something you run into a lot with especially children that are from bilingual homes is that they kind of lose this access to their native language there are mm-hmm. people who are adults that they went through english only programs they speak a di- they don't speak their native language so they can't really talk to their elders like claudia's lucky she can her grandmother speaks english yeah. but i thought that was so interesting and so pivotal like mimi is reverting back to her earliest memories and like yeah. her native language and janine speaks it and Claudia doesn't. So that was like just something really interesting, like probably personally for me, because it's super no, on the brain. For sure, but, yeah. But I really like that they touched on that as well.
2: I did too. And I liked that Janine was like, she only talks about it if you ask her. Because I think right. a lot of times, kids don't ask mm-hmm. those questions of their elders. Um, and And I think that encouraging kids to do it is important. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I wish that I had asked more of my grandparents,
0: grandparents when they were. Oh my gosh, still I know. Alive,
2: and I didn't. Yeah. I was too in my own world. And so it was really nice that Janine was like, You gotta ask, you gotta sit
0: down and talk to her and ask.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I also liked that Claudia didn't win her art show. Me too. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I like I thought I thought like the questions that the person was asking brought up like some really relevant it's not like enough to just to like be the best at an art or like there has to be like thought behind it and like also like what are you going to do with this gift that you have what are you really trying to say um and it was like very cool at the end of the episode when she was like looking through like um literature and like pictures during like the japanese internment camps and she draws that little girl with the numbers written on her um but yeah, but I especially liked that she didn't Yeah, win. I liked and-
1: that too. Because she was like, you know, she's a budding artist and she's like starting to realize that there's more to doing everything. And like, you know, that's such a stereotype of that art critic coming along and being like, well, what was your choice of making this? But she didn't have legit answers. She's like, I don't know. I thought it'd be fun to draw the crinkles. Like, <laughs> what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I loved that too and with the internment camps I really did like that they said I don't know why we still do because we are still putting people into camps yes we are again Um,
1: Janine
2: Janine yep Mm. love her she's the best um okay boy crazy (laughs) Stacy
0: Okay, do you guys remember reading this book? Is this how the book went? I could, like, I couldn't really, I remember reading this book, but I could not remember for the life of me, like, what the specifics were of this one. Do any of you guys remember this book? I think it's pretty similar.
3: I was gonna say, I don't think I ever read this one, which now makes sense to me. <laughs> you are just like <laughs> I was like I', don't I was care. like boy crazy that sounds dumb, dumb. So
2: like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally agree. Um, I do remember this one because I remember it kind of like already instilling in me this idea of like boys are for a minute, girlfriends are forever.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
2: my friends are forever, and like putting boys above them is a fool's errand, and I don't want to do that. And then I would get really mad when my friends would do it. Um, and I definitely still did do it,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, but I that you're like, always there for them afterward that's like yes. the most frustrating thing is when you see it happening and you're like, oh. Of course, I'm going to be here for you when this, like, doesn't go well. But, jeez, Louise.
0: <laughs> but I can learn so a lesson, please?
2: You see that this is not going to go well. And also, you're here for a job. Yeah.
1: I yeah, that, that makes me really mad. I was like, Marianne, you should come on. Yeah. You gotta. That's not cool. Yeah,
2: Use those save-the-day cool. skills that you yes. just learned two episodes ago.
1: That and was too right many now. children. Like, come yeah. on. So, so many Stacey. kids.
0: I know, <laughs> poor, like, I don't know. Like, Marianne deserved, like, a, I'm sorry, like, chocolate cake or something. Right? Yeah, like not just cake? Yeah. She just a she Like, you, some randos had to dig her out of the sand. Come Whoa. on, like, that's but, not.
3: Then she, that's how Toby was found, so I guess. That's right. I mean. I but I loved when she was, when Stacy was, like, gushing about this guy, and Marianne's like, you look and sound insane. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would have been me I would have been like
1: why do you care about this boy that he was so much older I mean like I just felt bad because you know that it wasn't gonna end well and you were like right. oh, so embarrassing
0: but, <laughs> but I did like how they kind of communicated and illustrated like and we've all been there just kind of like that desperation to like, want to be liked and you want yeah. this to work and like your mind already, Oh my God, our kids would be so cute. And we'd like yeah. live on, like on the beach and he'll like lifeguard for the rest of his life while I do that. You know, yeah. like, um, I mean her like rushing to get him a gift and being like, do will really he oh. like that? You know, just like that desperation. I thought they did a nice job of that.
1: And that she yeah. like, you know she's so young and like doesn't really know what she's doing but it just
0: god all of that that whole awkward phase man you would have thought she would have taken toby's comment like any gift can be special like if it's meaningful to the person you don't know this dude so yeah yeah yeah
2: agreed what was the do you guys remember the other kid's name alex alex thank you kate with the names. Yeah, I loved cuz Alex was gay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I loved that they had that and I loved the advice that he gave Marianne about Logan of just being like uh of, of being like don't don't leave yourself always wondering if if you make his knees yeah. weak too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes.
2: I really loved yeah. that. But I also loved that it wasn't a total like the trope that uh Tina Fey talks about of like a gay guy being like yeah in charge of her (laughs) sexual journey Mm -hmm. like I loved that he was there and he was like on top of it but and there to give some advice but that he wasn't given all the responsibility because I think that we write that way a lot yeah I think
1: there was a moment though that like when they're all meeting each other up and Marianne's like, well, I'm going to invite these guys that I met, like I'm inviting my friends. She's like, well, we're going to go here. Cause I, I, I want to see him. And she says like, you don't even know him or you mm-hmm. just met him or something. I'm like, well, Marianne, you just met those random boys and they're now hanging out with them. So
0: yes. yeah, everyone sure. be a little
1: sensitive towards each other.
0: <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just
1: saying. Just saying.
2: Um, but i did also like he was definitely older but i remember i i believe it was the movie but it might have been the hbo show where like whoever they cast was uncomfortably older um and i was like this is not okay (laughs) and in this episode i was like he's older but it still felt
0: okay
1: yeah because he was probably just like three or four.
0: It still felt icky because like when you really think about like where you are in your life and like what, but, but yeah. like but I, I agree with you. It didn't feel like, I, that kid was a maximum of like what? He was supposed to like 17? Yeah. yeah. Still in yeah. high school, yeah. still not. He could like, drive,
1: he could
3: drive.
0: Yeah, I think about it. The movie or the TV show,
2: whatever, they like cast like a 25 year old and like it was very was clear that it was a out. 25 year old, and it just did not work. It made me very, very uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: um,
2: um, okay, Christy's big day.
0: Aww. I want someone to buy me a beamer. A braid? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, is, is Watson a doctor? Or like, what do we know? What Watson does? He's gotta run. He's a business or something, man. Yeah. Okay. Of some sort. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I was like, cause he's like, um, he he's not rich. He's like wealthy. Do you know what I mean? If he's like, like from six, money. Yeah. If six generations have been getting married in that house, and you've been buying beamers for the last fifty years, and the tiara is heavily insured, and mm-hmm. your kid knows that. Um, you've got this car that's, well, there's only a hundred made in the world. Yeah. Um, he didn't bat an eyelash at buying the kid a Beamer or returning or like right. not getting to use an $800 dress. So I was just wondering, the like, dress. what does this oh man like do? Like, why do that's wealth that cannot be squandered in <laughs> a generation. So.
1: Yes. Nor will it.
0: I, so Nor will it.
2: my dad one time, like we were, we went to the mall and I can't remember, but we I ended up trying on bathing suits and I got, I found this bathing suit that I loved. Mm-hmm. It was a tankini, but it was like a skirt tankini. Ooh, and it was very cute, but it was also like expensive. Like it was a department store bathing suit and we bought it and we got home and I showed my mom and my mom made us take it back. And it was like so embarrassing, oh. so like heartbreaking, um, and also looking back, I would not have liked that bathing suit in the long run. So like my mom was right; she was like <laughs> she kind of looked like a eighty year old woman at Jazzer size, and uh, okay. and it was like it was roughly it was like she was right, and also I desperately wanted that.
1: Why did you want to buy it in the first place? Because it was expensive?
2: No, because I liked how it looked. Gotcha. But I think it was a moment of of, am I willing to stand up for this style against criticism? Mm -hmm. And my mom Mm -hmm. saw that I would not be. Yeah. And she was right. That I probably would have yeah. worn it and gotten made fun of. And then I would have felt really bad. It was a bit like Stacy's mom. Yeah. has <laughs> got it going on. Um,
0: <laughs> but it was a bit a. like Stacy's
2: mom of like trying to protect me from other kids bullying me. Um, but I do remember that feeling of being very sad um, at having to take it back. And so like the Christy dress thing I did also like completely
0: empathize
1: with mm-hmm. so, like
0: I have been there like before. that color was all like you can pick a yellow no. that looks good on you her and that was not it. No. <laughs> she no. did look like a banana. She, she did. did look like a banana. She yeah. looks bad.
2: And in the other one she did look like Cinderella. Like she, she looked did. beautiful. That was such Probably a bad. gorgeous dress.
0: Also I really liked and I know it was because like Watson has like he comes for money so he's a very different understanding of money. Blah blah blah, but I love that he like saw that his stepdaughter was not comfortable, didn't like what she was wearing, and he wanted her to feel beautiful. I know like her mom was like, "I didn't raise you to like just throw away her dress." Blah blah, but I love that like her new father figure like wanted to yeah. like uplift her and make her feel beautiful. And I think the biggest tenant like. You always try and like pass on to people if you don't feel good in the clothes. It doesn't matter how they actually look, yeah. right? Yeah, so you're right. gonna exude, and you're not gonna be comfortable. And right. I love that he, as a man, saw that and like fixed it. Yeah, yes. I did too.
1: That's I what Don said. Too. She said we want our outsides to match our insides. Right?
0: Right
2: yes. Um Also, Karen as the flower girl. Um, oh my
1: God, Karen! <laughs> Karen, she can is do no wrong. Like- I don't.
2: So
3: my actual I read before I read The Babysitter's Club, they had a series that was just Karen. It was (gasps) called Babysitter's Little Sister. And I read those when I was like in first and second grade. Oh, my God. So like it only focuses on Karen and her drama. And like the other babysitters are peripheral characters. So when I came to actually when I was old enough to read The Babysitter's Club books, I already like knew the quote unquote like universe.
0: Oh my so, god! But yeah, those
3: books were awesome too. Did she also throw a wake for her doll in that series? Because that she she was kind of creepy. I don't remember specifically.
2: That but... was when I knew I liked her.
3: When she told ass.
1: Marianne, tells her she's going through a spooky phase. Like, <laughs> oh, my god. don't ever when, get out do of a it. Religious
2: ceremony. She's an atheist. Like I love. She-
0: <laughs> Dell had a backstory you're making things yeah. wow oh. karen's witch it's yes. about the witch next door yes. I, oh my God. she screamed when she saw her and also i loved how like which i think this is a common theme in this whole series is like not allowing children to make their own assumptions not addressing yeah. things in the moment giving clear things she's like okay all the, like esme like it was the perfect explanation it was so funny she was so calm and matter of fact about it okay she thinks i am a witch let me tell let me give you a quick history lesson let me tell you what a witch is (laughs) yes (laughs) some good trouble and or you know not and not conforming conforming to to society's
1: (laughs) expectations
0: oh i like i don't know i just like loved that but i wish that that was something that a lot of adults would do with children when it comes Mm -hmm. to like gender identity like what families look like yes. uh, rectifying like mistakes like address things in the moment make it age appropriate but if you don't tell a kid something or answer their question they're gonna figure it out on their own and by figure it right. out i mean they're not gonna know that yeah. gets to the right right answer so yeah yeah Esme says at the end of
2: that when children tell you something believe them
0: believe them mm-hmm.
2: And I just thought that that was so powerful. I've been listening a lot to this podcast called You're Wrong About, that kind of goes through like a lot of like 90s stuff. And it talks about like this pendulum swing of um, like being really, really worried about children's safety like stranger danger and all of that and how like that's actually not addressing the problem mm-hmm. versus like completely ignoring that children are humans um and like that we've yeah. vacillated through those throughout history and it's it's really interesting and the answer is actually to listen and connect with children and the believe that they say and if you don't understand what they're saying, then dig further because yeah. they're trying to tell you something. Um, and I think that that's really important. Also, Christy's tears at the wedding was so sweet. Um, I have a picture at, from my mom and dad's wedding um, that I was, six at the time um and there's a little teardrop on my face and you can see it um, <laughs> and it's very sweet because that I also cried
0: sweet. and oh. I was also the
2: flower girl and I forgot to throw the petals I was so nervous I made oh. it like halfway down the aisle and then I was like oops forgot to throw the petals and so I ran back and I
1: started <laughs> I was like take two, take
0: two. oh my gosh God. I just I love <laughs> Episode two, I think they did, uh, it was also a nice job of like kind of for people who are like merging families, kind of like Christy's yearning and want for what was and like kind of mm-hmm. what she's been taught and wanting things to be normal, but also recognizing that her mom is lonely yeah. and has to, to be happy too. Um, yeah. And that, and that you can feel both of those things. And still love your parent. Like, you can still, like, want this new family, but still, like, kind of miss what used to be, like, feel uneasy about it. Mm -hmm. You can have all those emotions.
1: This is from the first episode, but I love that her mom, like, included all of them on the journey of their relationship. That, like, she asked, and, you know, she wasn't really asking. She wanted to just have the conversation about that. He asked her to marry him. And I love that she did that and just included everybody. It was really great to see
2: agree 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 and then also when she gets her period at the end and her friends are there for her and that's just so lovely because i don't know about you all but like i didn't really talk about periods with my friends like it felt taboo and like weird to bring up in my groups of friends and i love that this show is normalizing it
0: more mm-hmm. we talked about it a lot i was also on the other end of the spectrum I was the first of my friends to Um, get it so I and so but maybe that's why like I talked about it a lot because maybe people felt like they could or should ask me Mm -hmm. questions Um, but I just I we talked about it a lot like complaining about cramps and we'd be mad about like the teachers thinking we were faking it when like really like we felt like we were on Doug's doorstep um so yeah no we that that's interesting that it was like taboo to talk about? And like when I was younger, we like with, with my really close friends, we talked about it a lot. I'm
2: also from Tennessee, um, which is abstinence only. And my parents found other educational courses to take me to because they were like, this is not enough. Like what mm-hmm. you're getting in school is not enough. But my friends weren't necessarily in those classes. Some of them were, but some of them weren't. And so mm-hmm. it also, I think because absence only education doesn't work uh, was a lot of the reason why we didn't talk about it.
1: Ooh, we all just went,
0: yeah, <laughs> everyone was like, <laughs> <thing> <laughs> Leah, we're, we're from, we're both from like the same area, like from Ohio. We're like, I felt like in health class, they taught about sex. Did. Like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, we, we got like a comprehensive, like, yeah.
1: comprehensive. I, I remember yeah. learning about it a lot. I also, my mother was midwife, a midwife, yeah. so I had all of that. I knew too much. I knew way really too
0: much. <laughs> Same boat. My par- I think my parents' strategy was to explain it much, in the yeah. most, like, clinical way. I just remember, like, also my parents, like, got, like, this book to, like, talk to us about it, but, like, with very, like, vivid, like, visuals, but they were, like, dogs? Like, dog people? I don't know. It was a really strange book, but I do remember that. What? But I also <laughs> remember
1: that my mom, like she really like getting your period was like a huge thing like it was a celebration like she took us shopping and like she was so proud of us and was like you're a woman like it was a big thing she also wouldn't let us get our ears pierced until we got our period which is something that i told everybody <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't get my ears pierced once I got my period I'm like, I don't want people to know that I had my period in a long time until I got
0: my period. So that's really, that's an interesting like rule and like barometer that your mom yeah. Yeah. made. I never wanted
2: to get my ears pierced, still don't have them pierced. I was like, really? you're paying someone to punch a
0: <sighs> hole in you? why would i do this i was so mad at my dad i wanted them when i I was like a little kid i wanted them when i was a baby so i wouldn't remember the pain but my dad and this is like a very progressive i think thought for especially for him but he was like i guess he didn't feel it was right to put holes in my body without my consent and my permission yes yes yes. felt it was like inappropriate and like you shouldn't do that yeah i was like but um, I want that yeah so.
3: yeah yeah I was a baby when my mom got mine done and they are uneven, which is very <gasps> common when you really when you do it on babies because you can't grow. yeah, yeah. and bad. um I'm like it, it's not super noticeable, but I know like noticed. one hole is quite like probably like a quarter of an inch
2: lower.
1: That's so interesting. Together.
2: Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. How about you, Simone?
0: My yeah, I was a, I was a baby baby. I like like I guess as soon as like I could get it like legally
1: was when I
0: when my mom took me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nice. So I don't
0: remember but
1: I have my nose. Yeah. I got yeah. a bunch the of the nose too. Yeah.
2: I my parents still have didn't like that nothing one
0: thing pierced. Nothing?
2: Because <sighs> I'm still like why am I gonna I respect That's everyone's fair. piercing and I think piercings oh. look super cool. They're just not for me. I got no tattoos. I got no piercings.
0: because That's not all good.
2: To I respect that. I, um, I that. also don't go to tanning beds because I'm like, I'm not paying for future pain.
0: And uh, well, I don't respect people who go to tanning beds. That's, <laughs> not, that's not good. Unequivocally, <laughs> <laughs> Bad. If you're going, stop going.
2: Stop going, everybody, guys. Um, but I did, I loved how they like talked her through the pad and all
1: of that I think. well do you remember in the first episode when they're in claudia's room she's like making that sculpture and they're like <gasps> what are what is your art piece she's like it's about menstruation yes and christy is like visibly she's like oh i don't what what is that but it's like this red clay mound <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I also love that, like Christy grew up in like a very much boys' home, and right. so I love that she like knows a lot about a lot of things, but doesn't necessarily know about like girly stuff. Yeah. Um, and and not that she doesn't want to know, but that's just not been her experience.
1: Yeah. Right?
2: Um. Okay, camp not head. Here
1: we go. Here this we is go. Why we're here. So many
2: thoughts. Oh.
1: Moosehead, Moosehead, Moosehead,
2: Moose, We practiced on the bus. We also looked up from the pamphlet. I was like, "Yes, I do feel seen in that." And I will say, I have been a camp director, so I also like one. None
1: of this surprises us.
2: <laughs> one felt for director Meanie. Meanie and I also was what a like, name not okay. <laughs> For a lot of the things that she was doing to run that camp. No. Um, given I didn't have to make a lot of the decisions that she has to make because I was not on the infrastructure part of the camp that I ran. I really got to just direct it, which yeah. I appreciate very much. Well,
0: uh, yeah. something that she said that like, and I think it was in part two, but it like, but the, the injustice or like the, the problems that like having to pay for the extra add-ons Uh, we're creating like you could have solved that. Why would you have people in the class at the same time that people are doing the add-on that you have to pay? Like that should be a completely separate excursion. You should offer arts that don't work, that are in the package. And then if people want to pay for these extra materials, great. But like just that little girl looking so sad, like coloring while everyone's doing this really crazy, cool tie dye. It's like, what? Message Are you sending? And that's kind of like a cop out. Her being like, Well, things are expensive. Well, we'd have to go out of business if, or like, we wouldn't be able. Well, there are things that you can always do. You could, you know, and like that was, I that was like a really a cop out answer. But I also felt that that was really awesome that these two young ladies saw something going on and they not just complaining about it. They did, they did something. They wanted to make yep. that girl feel included and offer like an outlet, another option
1: for people. Who like didn't even know that they had a lot in common or were like, could have, could be good friends too. Like, that's what I love too, is that they were like, "Uh Oh, we're bunk together. Like we don't know each other. Yep. Turns out we're soul sisters. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes. I loved that. And yeah, I completely agree. And like, so there are just so many other solutions to the problem preven- presented uh, that you don't have to spend
1: $35 for a shirt. And and I was, was also like, like really upset in the beginning that Claudia was even there because she was supposed to be at that like Yale yeah. art camp. And I was like, are you kidding me? Why would she give that up? but then it just like drove the point in even harder once she like revolutionized the whole <laughs> camp as i was like she never would have been able to do that that is what yale is doing like this is it's the same you know it was so good so good. i like to
0: think that she probably deferred for next summer
1: yeah yeah and then she's going to like change it up over there mm-hmm.
0: yes
2: yeah. mm-hmm. yes um yeah i did love the uh the line that the director said, you'll look back on your life and regret all the TV you didn't
0: watch. Listen, Mimi had some great lines. Like
1: she She had some great lines. Tammy Sagar. She's such a great comedian. She's so
0: funny. Yeah. Yes.
3: I
1: love love her. She was very funny.
3: I think I saw her in a Starbucks in North center once a couple of years ago. Very exciting. Maybe. I was like, cause I, I was like, I know who that is. And like, I, like, knew something she had been in, and I, I think I've seen her in real life. Not to brag. Uh,
0: you can brag. <laughs> this is a to brag <laughs> Also,
1: I had to look up if Paris Magic was a real Broadway musical or not, because I was it? like, wait, it's <laughs> not. <real." laughs> it was, like, supposed like, Yeah, once they yeah. gave the description, I was like, oh, it wouldn't be totally, like, female-oriented like that. There's no <laughs> way that's real. <laughs> Very true. Yeah um that's
2: really funny um yes and i loved mallory and jesse yes getting introductions well mallory mm-hmm. got introductions and uh yeah boy crazy stacy so that means
1: there will be a season two with like all of the yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how mallory was like she's like you're such a an nature girl she's like actually I identify more as a horse girl but there's a lot of overlap <laughs> i that
3: loved that
0: too okay.
3: i loved i wrote I love Mallory because like she just was so adorable. And like when she started singing into the, she's like into the woods. Yeah. And it wasn't Christy was like, not right now, Mallory.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also loved that they introduced Jessie like dancing because yeah, that is like her, her, big her, thing, yeah. her big thing. But it, and it like gave me goosebumps to watch no. her dance. Yeah. It's just so lovely. Um, I also loved like, the idea of radical empathy and how that was uh, put in there. I loved all of the stuff about, like, social justice. Oh, yeah. Like, so relevant for so right relevant. now.
0: Incredibly yeah. relevant. And something that you should be talking to. And and, like, that's something children. I post about a lot.
1: Yeah. Yep. Teaching children without, like, bashing them over the head with it. Like, showing them examples of, like, yep. of things that are related to them. Mm -hmm. Like it's so global and large scale for kids now to see, but like it's at summer camp, like it's see
0: how it relates. It's the same. Well, and just that, like, you can be an agent of change no matter where you are, no matter what setting. And those are the most effective agents of change. It's not like necessarily like holding the big, like, rally at Washington DC. It's about making an impact at your summer camp. Like those lives that you're right yep. there interacting with that are going to go then on to impact other lives and changing perspectives. I thought that was very well done. Yes. yes. And Dawn like saying
2: like we work with what we got. Like these are the things that we have and like we're going to build. Sometimes it means like shouting in the streets and like organizing and sometimes it means standing near a big pile of furniture,
1: like. And- Yeah. The whole like with Dawn and then with Marianne doing her play and like how how Marianne's like, isn't art like the biggest form of protest? Like, isn't this how we can do it? And Dawn's like, I got to do my thing. You got to do yours. Like we can both be agents of change in different Mm -hmm. ways and they're both right. I support you. You support me. Like, cause that, especially around this time has been so hard for a lot of artists that I know that are like, I don't know how to do anything right I don't know how to help i don't it doesn't feel helpful but it can be you just have to you know gotta figure it out
0: there are many ways to help the revolution
2: yes and also the idea like i loved that marianne was like it's time to like go help that because we're we're no longer like Mm -hmm. doing the mission that we set out to do
1: right so let's and i loved
2: i think it was charles wallace who was like i'm a union man
0: Like, I can't be i I'm a union man. Yep, yep. (laughs) One-liners. But I texted Martha this, like, what so grossly developmentally inappropriate punishments to make someone sit in their cabin all day in summer for a program that someone's parent is paying a ton of money? Not that that would mean that she shouldn't get a consequence, but, like, consequences should, like, fit the, the action, and it also should address, like, the actual root of the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem was there was an injustice that they felt wasn't being addressed and they wanted you to address it. So, yeah, I just that was like a big like bone I had to pick with that. But also Martha, you bring up like a good point. When you're running a camp, you're not going to make everybody happy. You have to make some decisions. Like, yes, you're there to facilitate child development but you're also a business owner at the same day. You got to pay counselors. You have to keep lights on. And to- she
1: was like the only real adult there. Like everybody else was like a teen, weren't they? Yeah,
3: except like that one art teacher.
1: <laughs> oh, right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Who was
0: real, real funky art teacher. I'm <laughs> yeah. mad about that. Masterclass in the woods. She's like, yes. "Oh, sorry,
1: you're not gonna be able to do the tie dye, little girl." <laughs> I'm like, "How can you look a little kid in the eye and tell them that?" Like,
2: you yes. are I also was like looking at their camp shirts, and I was like, "Some of them are white,
1: just dye tie dye." Yes. Oh, yes.
2: yes. Like, I felt like I think Stacy was wearing a white camp moose head mm-hmm. shirt. Yeah, and I was like, "Just tie dye that." um But then I know that like, that's not the point or whatever, but that is like, (laughs) so many solutions. Yes. That's what I mean is like so many solutions. And I, I, I'm, I know why it had to like go the way that it did, but I felt like in that moment when they were doing the masterclass out in the woods that like what I, what I would have loved to have scene although it would have derailed the whole episode and undermined the point of it is like the uh i want to call her captain meanie director meanie <laughs> captain meanie uh, being like
1: it's how being can we make it.
2: this yeah. work like how like i i see what you're doing this is great how because that is my philosophy as a director is like I, if you're doing something really cool but not safe then how yeah. can we make it safe yeah because well, I do that agree with her. I love training. when she was like I love when she was like, There are bears.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like that is real. There are bears. There are bears. But yes. Yes. I loved at the end. And I had I had just watched Knives Out, rewatched Knives Out. <gasps> so the mug love that movie that she's Sorry, drinking at the end. Yeah. It was just so good with because I had just watched Knives Out and like director Meanie is like drinking out of that mug. And it's a very similar (laughs) feeling. like yes go tell them all the Mm -hmm. details i i love that movie sorry yes i do too um yeah but i i loved the conversation between don and marianne i loved uh stacy and lane like that was really wonderful to like See them make up though. That's what I mean is I loved that there was conflict, but then there was also we really got to see the steps of apologies. Like mm-hmm. almost every apology in this show was an actual apology with yep. all three
1: steps. Especially I- with that kind of bullying, like you never see how you know, a positive ending to cyberbullying. Like yeah. we rarely mm-hmm. see that. So to be able to see, like, how it works and how you do it. Yeah.
0: I think this whole series did, like, a really good job of, like, you know, you these are, like, what, 25-minute episodes. They're, like, getting across a moral and, like, kind of a solution. But it didn't feel, like, really campy or overly cheesy. I don't know Mm -hmm. if, like. I was just comparing it a lot. I watched a lot of Seventh Heaven growing up and like and I'm saying this co- this next comment as a fan of Seventh Heaven, I have literally seen every single episode, but sometimes it was just so like unrealistically preachy realistically- preaching yeah, like after in school this special nice little like package and you just kind of oh. like sometimes were it was a little like off-putting especially if you're watching as an adult and I feel like this series didn't do that. Everything was like mm-hmm. very realistic um they go through the steps digestible. of an apology i yep. um, digging deeper so yes which
2: i have this quote from a vulture article um it, i'm gonna start here and i i hope i say names correctly if i don't i'm really sorry to these people that i respect a lot um a show like that Uh, can run the risk of seeming too out of step with the moment. So obviously an artifact from the before times, talking about COVID especially, Mm. from the before times that feels far older than it actually is. But Shockert, who's the writer, Rachel, Mm -hmm. um, feels like she's sending out the sunbeam of a series into what can feel like all-consuming darkness and there's a quote from her the world is so polarized and divisive and angry but you're still putting dinner on the table and raising your kids she said for me it's like what i do uh, what do i want to put forward and in- in the world? What are the values I want to impart? How can we get back to this without hammering it in a dogmatic or rhetorical way? How are you modeling what you want to see in the world? How are you being a good citizen, a good caretaker, a good friend? How are you putting forward the values of honesty, love, loyalty, and tolerance? Um, And then uh, Anelio, uh, who was the one... Honeyello.
1: Yeah, that's... uh Yeah, she's the
2: director, one of the directors. One of the directors and, like, started all of this. Like, she brought it to... She's the
1: one from Broad City.
2: Great, thank you. Um, And Rachel Schockert writes on Glow, too. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Oh. But Aniello, how do you say it again? Aniello. Aniello uh, said, uh, if you've already watched every episode of Great British Bake Off and you need something else to feel good, watch this. (laughs)
1: done
2: (laughs) extremely accurate yes Um, but that is like all of those that series of questions that she asked when thinking about this show I think really shows in the show you show yeah. so many times in that sentence, but you know what I mean? Like I, I really liked how they considered things from a lot of different angles. I liked how it was intersectional feminism. I liked how like there was diversity without that being like the point. Yeah. The yes. Um. I liked how they touched on all of these issues in And it didn't feel like preachy. It didn't feel like anything was forced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just felt like people living their lives in a way that I want to see more of in the world.
1: Just learning how to take care of themselves by taking care of other people.
2: Exactly. Those are those babysitters,
1: man. That's all we're trying to do.
2: That is. And I, I just as I watched it, I was very grateful for all of you. Cause like, oh my
1: gosh.
2: our play dates were some of my like favorite days in my life. Of, well, like, and
1: legit, of like you. babysitting is such a solo activity and you learn so yes. much by watching others babysit. And Manny, like I learned so many skills and tricks yes. and things from watching you guys. Like, oh, sure.
0: oh my, I remember so vividly so many times, like we would be like, I'm having this issue, Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? How can you have, like, I just, I will never forget, like, um, Leah, this is like towards the beginning of when I was nannying and we were at your family's home and we were like having a play date and we were like cooking and like chatting and playing with the kids. And I just remember feeling so lucky and being like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. I know. I was like, I am the luckiest person in the world I can't believe I get paid to do this.
1: It was so, so fun. It it, it, it Martha, Very I told totally
0: it, it, I look back and it is like some of the best memories I have. So.
2: I also remember Parker who is not on this call but Parker mm-hmm. was in our original group. One time I was talking about trying to teach it's kindness, and then I like yelled down to one of the kids in a very <laughs> unkind tone, and Parker was like, "Martha, like, <laughs> <Oops. laughs> modeling that well," and I was like, "Oh my God, you're Oops. right. They were so right." <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoops, yeah, we for also need to that be ca- out.
1: right. We need to be called out. Too. Yes, and like
2: I appreciated that so much. Um, Yes, I learned so much from watching all of you
1: too. No, the best club.
2: The best club. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts or anything?
0: Just that I'm thankful that you got yeah. me to watch it, gave me like Same. a gentle push. And I'm, I, I'm pushing
1: out other people to watch it now too. I'm like, you so guys, if you need I? a palate cleanser.
0: <laughs> yes. Because yeah. I, I never would have watched it had you and like that's just the honest to god truth. Like I, I'm like very into like some other shows right now. But if you hadn't been like, no, you need like you're gonna love this. You need to watch it. I wouldn't have done it. But I'm so happy I did. And I'm gonna. that yeah. I do. have a nanny friend
1: out here that I'm trying to get her to watch it, but she was like, "Ooh, I was more of a Saddle Club fan." I'm like, "Listen, <laughs> ah, you're gonna I mean, like uh, it." But like, when they make because that I series, found. I'll
2: watch that one. But they haven't right. made it yet. Now they need to it. make a
3: Dear America series. Oh my yes, God. Uh, yes.
2: And oh, Boxcar wow. Children, I love <gasps> yeah. the Boxcar Children. I have a
1: friend. I have a friend who did a Boxcar Adults parody <laughs> of it. It's pretty That's funny. very good. Yeah, she's a Chicagoan too. It's pretty good. She did uh. a great job.
0: That's so oh, good. The
2: boxcar children. The boxcar children. I mean, I read, I still read a lot. I read, I was an only child. Me and my pet rat, Nicodemus, like read so many books
0: together. Nicodemus?
2: Yeah, it named after the rats. Of pet the- rat? Yeah, I had a pet rat oh, named Nicodemus, sorry. y'all. Um, <laughs> Nicodemus named after the rats of N- Nicodemus, you <laughs> uh, chauffeur my Barbie around. He would ride in the front seat of my Barbie. Wow.
3: Over the I, <laughs> I had hamsters and they would ride the elevator in my Barbie dream house.
2: I mean, so... against their will, probably, but they still did it. That was the thing, is that Mickey actually <laughs> liked riding in the Barbie car. He would, like, escape his cage, because I got him a ferret cage, because I was like, I want him to have so much space, and then I didn't realize, like, he can get out of that very easily, because it's, the bars oh, are but, yeah, bigger than big. his skull, and so we put chicken wire around it, and then he figured out that he could push the chicken wire out and get down, Smart. and so, but he would get out and go sit in the Barbie car. So like,
1: waiting, he, waiting for her. He was <laughs> waiting like, for I'm Bobby. here. Like, Your mom, the driver,
0: is here, ma'am. <laughs> no. We, Martha, that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> disgusting yes. is what it is.
0: No, he was so. <laughs> he wasn't like a rat she yeah. found on the side of the. It was a rat crazy. is a
1: rat, man.
0: No, oh, a so sorry Martha I, yeah, I agree with you. Rats are
1: really
2: good pets. He was so smart and I needed to get him a friend, is actually what because he probably would have hung out in his cage more if I could. Oh,
1: so then you would have had two rats. Mm-hmm.
2: He did <laughs> also one time he did also escape and uh interrupted my mom's book club meeting. And that was not good. Because then uh Susan, one of the members of the book club, was like, Um, do you have
1: a rat? They're like, This isn't about you, Susan. <laughs>
3: That's just Nicodemus. He's <laughs> running late for a shift. And then my mom was like, Martha, <laughs> oh,
2: and I, really came down. I was like, I got him, I got him, I got him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, wow. So that'll wow. be our little story for the end. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's my <pet> rat. Hey, <laughs> Nicodemus. Nicodemus. each
1: their own.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll never force you to have a pet rat. But That's if I, you all have not read or experienced the film I, Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Them, it's a very good movie um okay one of my favorite books from childhood the next one um it's about really intelligent rats um that that are living their lives it's very good anyway (laughs) (laughs) um this has been a meeting of the babysitters club uh thank you Taryn and leah and kate and simone for being here today
1: thank you Woohoo. Thanks for having us. This was oh, so nice. fun. So Yay. fun, Martha. We're and the gang back together. Yay! Yeah. Gotta get the
2: gang back together. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. On Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
1: This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.
2: Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email Chronicles of Nania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
1: This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.